You're listening to iOS Dev Break. 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break Episode 6, and this was recorded on January 9th, 2017. Well, I guess technically it was re-recorded on January 9th, because I actually recorded the original one about a week and a half ago, but uh, due to certain circumstances was uh, unable to release that one. Um, But in this episode, we have Apple pushing the limits, and also we'll talk about Hour of Code, as well as talk about a new cool tool for you to check out. And uh, yeah, so welcome to uh, episode six. First off, I have a couple of apologies to make. Uh, I just wanted to apologize for not releasing uh, some episodes really regularly recently, and mostly that's because of uh, technical issues with uh, the the episode that I had to re-record. And um, it was one of those things where I recorded an episode and it ended up being corrupted. So... And then in the meantime, we had a family medical emergency, very serious thing going on, and that set me back another week. So uh, basically, this is, uh, so I'm trying to get back on the horse here, um, back in the saddle. So I wanted to apologize for that little break, but I'm going to try to be a little bit more regular in the future. And uh, we have, uh, thankfully, we don't really have uh, follow-up. Um, because I, I was a little concerned because I thought I might have received some negative feedback regarding the uh, the topic of just enough irritation that I did last time. thought I might have stepped on some toes there, but looks like it's all good. So thankfully, that, that worked out well. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have some news and current events also. And uh, some great news. We have our first Patreon supporter, and I want to thank... The individual who uh, who signed up for that—that's uh, really really great news. You can check it out uh, yourself if you want to support iOS Dev Break at www.patreon.com/forward/slash/iOSDevBreak, and uh, that it's it's great because every little bit helps uh, with the the hosting and and so forth. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, also, some other interesting news is that we have been listed in the ultimate list of developer podcasts by John Somnes, and uh, that is at the at simpleprogrammer.com, and you can find the ultimate list of developer podcasts. And uh, along those same uh, the same lines, there we uh, were also nominated for a podcasting award in the Simple Programmers 2016 Software Developer Podcast Awards in the category of Best Mobile Development Podcast. So you can find that at simpleprogrammer.com forward slash podcast dot dash awards. That's simpleprogrammer.com forward slash podcast dash awards. And uh, unfortunately, voting is only until the 10th of January. Uh, It would have been nice if I had been able to roll this episode out a little earlier, get some more votes in. So if you want to vote for iOS Dev Break, feel free to cast your vote if you get this in time. I hope you do. Um, But if not, for me, it's just uh, a a privilege to be nominated and to be amidst some uh, really, really awesome developer podcasts. So it's nice to be in, in good company there. 
One other thing that I wanted to mention, sort of as a news item, is that Adobe released their top 10 UX trends for 2016, and I'll have the link for that in the show notes. Uh, you could probably just search for it uh, on Google as well. But uh, that it's something that you can check out. Most of the, the patterns that are there that, uh, that they show are sort of web-related, but uh, they, it, there's crossover uh, into the mobile landscape as well. So I thought it might be a kind of an interesting read for you if you hadn't, hadn't seen that already. That's their uh, top 10 UX trends. Uh, also... We received a listener question, which we will not be talking about this week, but I'll be talking about in an upcoming episode. So but that just reminded me to mention that if you have any questions or comments, please ping me on Twitter at iOSDevBreak, or you can email me at iOSDevBreak at interactivelogic.net. And uh, either of those ways will, will get to me. Uh, probably the Twitter uh, method is the best. Uh, it's the most direct and most immediate way to uh, to ask a question, so uh, I'd recommend that. One more thing, as far as uh, the sort of current events are concerned, last month, December of 2016, was the uh, the Hour of Code month, and it was uh, it was really really exciting. Um, one of the things that I really appreciated was that I was able to volunteer at a local. Uh, school here in town, and uh, it was great because I got to work with two fourth grade classes and one first grade class, and so for me it was I guess three hours of code, but um, it sure was great being able to use the the tools from Code.org and to be able to run through the the exercises, sort of tell them uh, the kids you know what uh, being a software developer is like, what that means and uh, possibly help encourage them to to reach out for that in the future. It's um, So I, I, there was a lot of kids who were very excited about it, and some kids actually finished all of the exercises in the course. We were doing the Minecraft uh, section on Code.org for the Hour of Code, and uh, the kids loved it. So, so that was a lot of fun. It was kind of inspiring for me. Um, I really enjoy teaching and uh, this is this, being able to to show kids what programming or just give them a little taste of what it could be like was kind of kind of uh, it was a really good feeling so um, I encourage you if you have schools in your your vicinity um, so it, it might be a good idea to talk to them just go find whoever runs the computer lab and uh, talk to the principal or whoever is running the the school uh, and just uh, find out if they need any help uh, any volunteers for the hour of code and it you'll find it's it's a lot of fun and i think i'll probably be talking about this a little bit more at uh, forward swift in march so uh, i'm looking forward to that as well and uh, so it was a it was a lot of fun and teaching kids is is great and so moving on to our main topic for this week, it's about uh, Apple pushes the limits of their devices. And this is something that's been going on for a little while. It's nothing terribly new, but for developers, it can be a little frustrating. Uh, one of the things that I've run into is that uh, it's my opinion that uh, iOS 10 is definitely not fit for devices such as the iPad fourth generation, which is is what I have. I have not upgraded to an iPad Pro yet, 
though it's definitely on my list. Um, and actually, I was having problems even in uh, iOS 9 with the iPad 4th uh, Gen. So it's uh, it's really unfortunate, too. Um, it's not that I complain about having those features on the 4th generation iPad. The problem is that the functionality that's pushed onto the device in those operating systems really exceeds what can the device can actually handle. And um, one specific example that I've had, uh, or problem that I've had, is with regard to the App Store and updates. And uh, this is particularly sad because this is a core application written by Apple. You'd think they would be able to get this right. But ever since iOS 9, it's been problematic. Uh, one of the big things that I've had problems with is when there's multiple apps that have to be updated and it uh, it will actually take the whole iPad down and uh, then it'll go into a cycle where it reboots itself and tries to continue installing apps and it's just it's a big mess and I was thinking that if this is so frustrating for me someone who is technically minded someone who's a, a developer iOS developer uh, I can't imagine how this would feel to someone who is not uh, so inclined. So, uh, unfortunately, this is a, a big user experience problem, I think. Uh, in fact, on my device, I had to turn off automatic updates, and uh, now I have to manually update apps like an animal. And it's, it's really unfortunate. Uh, I almost wish that they had just cut us off at iOS 8, and uh, at least then I would have a reasonably well-functioning iPad, even though it was stuck to OS's back. This is also a problem that happened for me with my first-generation iPad with iOS 5.1, or was it 5.11, one of the two. So uh, in any case, uh, basically the operating system's capabilities outstripped the device's ability to, to, to sustain it or work with it. And uh, and it, then it causes crashes and crazy behavior. So it's it's unfortunate, and hopefully Apple will be able to deal with those in the future. Perhaps get a little bit more realistic with the system requirements on new OSs. But I also know they they want to push out the the new functionality, the new hotness, to as many devices as they can. And uh, as I recall, I think the fourth generation iPad wasn't even on the list. When the, when iOS 10 was first released, and uh, and somehow it got on the list, as I recall. But in the main, it's been okay. Uh, my uh, my daughter uses it to play games and things, and and it it seems to work okay. It doesn't really crash on her, but it always seems to hang on me at the most inopportune times. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to get that uh, fixed in the near future. With regard to items for. Uh, for Swift, um, I had a couple things that I wanted to share this week with you. Uh, you may already know about these, but um, the two items that I have this week kind of focus on CloudKit, and they're not necessarily new, but I thought they were pretty interesting, especially since we're nearing the point where Parse is going to be shut down at the end of this month. For me, I was looking for other options to use, and uh, CloudKit is actually kind of an interesting option. And uh, I thought that uh, Natasha the Robot on her blog, she has one particular article up there uh, entitled CloudKit, What Is It Good For? And I'll have the link for this in the show notes. It's an interesting case study in using CloudKit. 
And personally, I haven't used CloudKit yet, but it's definitely on my radar. And uh, Natasha uh, demonstrates capabilities that I was unaware of. So it's, I think it's really going to be an interesting thing to consider uh, So for, for future use. Um, so it's definitely now sort of on my list of things to, to think about for uh, my app projects. Uh, the other thing also related to CloudKit is that on raywenderlich.com, They've updated the CloudKit tutorial, the getting started one. And the, the nice thing about it is it's been updated for Swift 3, iOS 10, and Xcode 8. So that's great if you have not worked with CloudKit before and you'd like a good tutorial. The Ray Wenderlich tutorials are always awesome. And uh, so you can take a look at that. And uh, it's all updated for Swift 3, so it's all ready to go. It's good timing. If you're if you're ready to get get your feet wet with CloudKit, also I wanted to share in our tips and tricks this week a uh, cool tool that was mentioned to me by one of my team members at Cloud City Development. Uh, yeah, he mentioned uh, one of one of the things that I was working with is that uh, I think I mentioned before I've been doing a lot of React Native, and I wanted to try out Visual Studio Code, but uh, I wanted a Git ignore. Uh, file to be able to work with uh, Visual Studio Code, or at least just the you know the components that that for the Git ignore that worked with Visual Studio Code, and uh, he pointed me to this great little tool called GitIgnore.io. So if you haven't heard of this, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's kind of neat because uh, you can just type in whatever tool you're using, whether it's a Visual Studio Code or Xcode, um, and it's an automatic. GitIgnore generator. So it has uh, all the, this, the the pieces that you need. So if you just need uh, one particular tool, you can enter that in there or language that you're working with, and it'll it'll generate that for you. I thought I saw some that were not in there, but uh, at least for me, in the case of working with Visual Studio Code, I was able to find those. Okay, and we also have another special offer for iOS Dev Break listeners. Wayne Bishop, who is the author of Algorithms and Data Structures in Swift, has been kind enough to give 20% off the uh, the publication with uh, the if you use the discount code IBREAK. That's all in capitals I B R E A K, and uh, you can pick up his book on shop.waynewbishop. That's all one word. dot com. So shop.waynewbishop.com. And uh, you can find that there and get yourself 20% off this great book. Uh, it's really nice, especially if you maybe you haven't done algorithms or data structures for a long time, maybe since college, uh, or maybe you want to brush up on those topics because maybe you have a, an interview coming up. It's a handy tool for that. And uh, it's just all around good information for you to have. Um, and uh, especially if maybe if you're a newer uh, developer and you haven't been exposed to those kinds of things, uh, algorithms and such, then it's a, it's a good thing to pick up, good publication. And so you can uh, either uh, uh, learn about them for the first time or be able to brush up on them if it's been a little while. So I hope you enjoy that. And, uh, so, and thanks again to Wayne Bishop for giving us uh, the, the discount to our listeners. We really appreciate it. 
And uh, of course, we'd also like to mention our sponsor this week, Cloud City Development. And uh, that's the company that I work for. And you can find us at cloudcity.io. And if you would like to work with me and Cloud City Development's awesome developers and designers in your uh, for your next uh, iOS app, please go ahead and contact us. And so if you have an app that you're trying to get off the ground or maybe you uh, need the back end for your web or mobile app developed, please contact us and uh, see how we can help you. Uh, you'll be in good hands and we love working with nice people and who have great ideas and we know you're probably uh, that sort of person. So we uh, look forward to working with you. So if you have um, if you want more information and if you'd like a complimentary half hour consultation, uh, go ahead and find us at cloudcity.io. Also, if you have a project or if you have job postings that you would like to uh, have me read on iOS Dev Break, please drop me a line. Um, I'd say the best uh, thing for that is to contact me at iosdevbreak at interactivelogic.net. Uh, send me an email and we can work out the particulars on that. Uh, so uh, thank you to our sponsor this week, uh, Cloud City Development. And uh, also, uh, if you would like to help out personally with keeping iOS Dev Break going, uh, if you have something you want to advertise like the, the, or the job posting, you can do that. Uh, or another way is you can go to our Patreon page, which is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash iOS Dev Break. And uh, there are several levels to choose from, and uh, any help you can give will be greatly appreciated. So I think at that, after tips and tricks, I think that's about it for this week. We're at our uh, 15 minutes, and uh, I have some other things in store for next week. But I hope you enjoyed the, the show this week, and uh, it's nice to be back up and running. So be sure to check out the show notes at iosdevbreak.com. And we'll catch you on the flip side next week on iOS Dev Break.